Wow. Hello. I'm sleepy. Well, wake the fuck up. Uh. It's ratatouille time. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read, I gotta read the intro. I gotta read the intro in my dramatic podcast voice. Uh, okay. Nervous. Wait, oh, I should probably switch to the nice one, huh? Yeah, you should use the nice mic. Did I buy it for you? The nice I don't remember. You bought it for me, yeah. Smiles. I, I don't remember where I put it. <laughs> I did a, I did a secret technique with this chai latte, uh, which is called putting in a fuck ton of sugar. I think it's really paying awesome. off. That is a secret technique. No one's ever thought of that before. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only reason that uh, Bird likes this drink is because he puts in like six spoonfuls of sugar. I put in like one heaping spoonful and felt bad about it. I think most people would like things if there's just enough sugar in it. Yeah. Honestly. I swear uh, I heard like okay. Pizza Hut puts sugar in their pizza dough so that kids like it or something like that. Funny Which well. also explains why it's Bird's favorite. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hello. How's this? Am I too Ooh. quiet? Uh, a little quieter, but I can turn you up. Uh, uh, I can't really move it closer without it like falling off my desk. That's fine. I can also boost you in a OBS because it seems like okay. you're low. Well, you use OBS to record us. I Funny. do use OBS to record us. I don't know if I ever Funny. said that. We should be at about the same level of loud now. Um. Uh... <laughs> Jesus. Did well, I actually get the that audio, much so good job. Yay! If I like start laughing or screaming at any point, I can't wait to ruin the audio. Or if I do my ASMR, if I'm three inches from the microphone. Mouth sounds. New segment next to dice rolling. Shall I roll the dice? No, I don't want to hear it. Okay, cover your ears five seconds ago. Hi. I did drop one. I tried to catch it in my legs, but I failed. Oh, fuck. Okay. Now I'm going to read the intro. Should this be a cold open, or should the intro go before this? That was a question for you. I oh, yeah. Hold on. Sorry. I... <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do, huh? huh? What do I want to do? I guess I'll leave it up to, to my whim while I'm editing this. Uh, I have this labeled uh, in my notes as part 6.89, um, although technically it's it's come after part 6.9, which was already in my notes as a separate section. And the episode that this is is 68.9, so really I'm just going whole hog on this on this funny joke. <laughs> Smirk emoji. Yeah, so I'm going to do the thing now. Welcome to the Jekian Crusaders, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign. My name is Draga, and I'm the Dungeon Master. While I'm sure you're looking forward to episode 69 just as much as the rest of us, today's adventure is just for G. He'll be playing a new character in a setting that may be familiar. We hope you enjoy the campaign. How'd I do? How was it? Awesome voice. Thanks. Clapping for you right now. I just do my shitty regular voice for the rest of the campaign, so I don't know why I <laughs> do the sexy one for the intro. I don't know. <laughs> audience, re audience retention. Um, 
So yeah, like I like I said, some administrative stuff. We haven't had a session in a while. Oops. Oopsie. Oopsie whoopsie. Oopsie whoopsie. Yay. Uh, basically everyone's I'm been busy. Sleepy. Yeah, G's sleepy. G was in school. Bird is still in school doing finals right now. Uh well, I had a I had a good case of COVID depression for a couple months there. Uh Ren is, Ren's vibing. Yeah. <laughs> and Blue is also busy and looking for a job. That's that's the update on everyone, I think. For the past oh, yeah. like since February or whatever. Feb Feb February. Also it's my been birthday. That long? It has it's, been that long. I think actually the last published episode might have been January. Let me check. Oh, nope. I did a 68.5 on the 10th of February. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Ren is visiting me in a couple of weeks after my birthday next Monday. So that's fun. Anyway, you ready to get started? Yeah. Do I get a character sheet? Do you get a what? Do I get a character sheet? <laughs> we already pinned it, and I'll get to that later. <laughs> Whoa. I forgot it. Heart emoji. Yeah, we thought ahead with that one. Uh, okay, so we begin our tale very near Zokash, the greatest city in this or any age. It occupies a large island to the northeast of Usirini and operates as a sovereign nation. The world's leading experts in every field invariably had their start right here. It's a beacon of progress, culture, curiosity, and ambition. But rather than a lofty career in wizardry or politics or religion, our orcish hero is hoping it'll be his big break in a different domain, the culinary arts. He hails from the lava fields that will eventually become Sturgia, though he's lived much of his adult life here in the city. His name is Yamnar, and everyone just calls him Yam. However, you may have noticed I'm using third-person perspective to refer to this orc, rather than the usual second person. That's because okay. you are not him, at least not directly. You are, in fact, hiding under his toque. G, would you like to tell the audience about the character you're playing today? I'm a brain with paws. Yeah, you're 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 a brain frog. If a frog was a brain, a frog with no, I said paws. Pow oh, yeah. pows, uh, like the the doggy cat thing. They are kind of Part. dog-like, aren't they? They have they have. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It has like paws, flowers so even. <laughs> Your name is Ez, and you are an intellect devourer, which is basically a brain on four legs. It's roughly grapefruit-sized, we've ruled. Uh, it's tiny in the monster's manual, but I think we made it a little smaller than that. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to go over uh, some of the some of the fun things that you can do as an intellect devourer? Uh, if you can't guess, I devour intellect heart. Yay. Um, and then I also crawl under your hat. Silly. Silly. Just like Ratatouille. Just like Ratatouille. As we all know, the Remy in Ratatouille is known for drinking the brain. <laughs> just saying things. That's his secret. That's his secret ingredient. Yeah. It's the whole reason he befriended the sad twink. <laughs> Didn't need the brain. Uh, so basically, uh, you are blind, you don't have eyes, but you can sense uh, everything within 60 feet of yourself. Um, you can't speak, you can only use telepathy. That's another thing to keep in mind for role-playing. Uh, you can sense the presence and location of any creature within 300 feet, so that's pretty fun. Um, and in combat, which hopefully doesn't come to that, uh, <laughs> you have uh, one attack with your claws, and you can also devour intellect, uh, which makes the enemy make an uh, intelligence saving throw. Or they take some psychic damage, and on a failure... Uh, you have a chance to reduce their intelligence score to zero and basically make them brain dead. Yay! 
Yay! And at that point, if you want to, you can make an intelligence contest, which you obviously will win since they're into zero. Um, and against that person, and you will. It says teleport into the target's skull and take control of their body. We're refluffing that a bit, where you can just sort of ride on top of them like a head crab. You don't have yeah. to actually devour their brain. Uh, yeah, it's a little too much because this intellect devour is in a relationship. <laughs> committed relationship with our beautiful orc man yamnar uh mm-hmm. his very successful chef enterprises so yeah though you cannot eat in the traditional sense you discover that you can siphon the psychic energy of those around you and that it's much easier to get a good slurp going when they're delighted one day you stumbled upon a few citizens having the best meal of their lives and you had yours as a result you befriended their chef responsible or maybe you're more than friends and the rest was history can you imagine being in love with this thing <laughs> I can't. It's. I'm being very literal when I say it's a brain with legs. It is just legs <laughs> stapled onto a brain. A creature only Yamnar could love. And you know what? Fucking good for him. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's so valid. He's a freak, but he's valid. <laughs> I'm just checking how badly you clipped. Okay, yeah, you did clip the audio pretty bad there. I love to clip the audio. It's my one talent. Turns you down a little bit as a punishment. Hmm. So I have a, a couple of flavor questions, if you'll pardon the food pun. Um, what was the meal that brought you together? And related to that, what is Yam's specialty cuisine? I don't know much about food, damn! Well, I'll give you something to uh, narrow it down. For the purposes of the session, it has to include chicken. <laughs> uh, uh... I'm like, I have to physically restrain myself from saying fried chicken, because that's insane. <laughs> you I mean, you really... can dress it up a little bit. You can make it like chicken and waffles or something. <laughs> chicken and waffles? Really? Yeah, why not? I mean, I mean... I mean my I mean... my conception of Yam is that he's sort of like a street chef, and yeah, sort of like, like a, a food. guy who has food trucks moments. Yeah. Damn, you know? It could just be like wings i'm thinking like his place probably isn't much more ornate than like uh tokyo ramen stall um like the not a lot of floor space sort of open up to uh pedestrian traffic um mm. the city's a very crowded place so there's lots of foot traffic during lunch hour and that food sort truck. of stuff food truck and maybe there's there sort is- of a fantasy yelp in the city so people you're you're uh you're not unknown Blasting my psychic waves into people so they give us five-star reviews on Yelp. <laughs> you could also psychically influence your customers so that they give you five stars on Yelp. They would never know. <laughs> which re- which leads us to another question. What's your sort of ethics regarding psychic manipulation and Yamnar doesn't other like people's it. thoughts? Yamnar doesn't like it when I use it too much. I can't control people. Except for Yam. He loves it. <laughs> he loves the, I, I've accidentally made your orchid to someone who is interesting <laughs> Listen, I mean we I guess said it's valid uh, literally this entire session is just us barfing horrible ideas on each other that are actually also very awesome but it's like and then validating just... each other and then it just snowballs from there into something even more terrible that's literally yeah. how the session got started. Like, we just, like, sort of inched our way closer and closer to a, a shitty Ratatouille. Like, <laughs> the horrible brain monster. Rat- Ratatouille, but evil. <laughs> oh. 
I think I was like, well, let me look up something that's like, you know, challenge rating 2 or lower, and this sure is a challenge rating 2 monster that is small and could hide on your person. <laughs> I forgot about, like, a lot of the conceptualization because it's so much. <laughs> we sure landed on a, a concept. Uh, so did, yeah. you, did you settle on a, on a food? Are we doing chicken and waffles? Yeah, I want a chicken and waffles type of food truck. Okay. Whatever. Words. You know what? Maybe the stall can go on the road. Uh, I, I like that, actually. I not. You can pack it up and uh, move it like a covered wagon. So then my other question is, what advantage does Ez bring to Yam's cooking? Because I have one in mind, but I'd like to hear if you have any ideas first. Uh, basically, if anyone is, ha- I don't know, uh, customers, if they're like, mm, I'm not feeling this for some reason, then Ez will just pick it up and be like, hmm... Because hmm. you know, sometimes the chef wants outside perspective. Yeah. Okay. So, so providing like uh, the feedback that they're maybe too polite to say out loud. Yeah. Or if like even if it's just like just stray thoughts, like a random customer will have. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sort of along the lines of what I was thinking. Is like you can sort of read your customers' minds and surmise what their favorite foods would be and just how like how they like them prepared. Yeah. So as we said, you've uh, you've gotten quite the clientele at this point. Um, it's it's pretty modest uh, given the size of your wagon, but uh, nonetheless, they're pretty devoted to the food that you've created. Uh, it's right almost now, because it's like the cooking almost feels like personalized. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's like ideal. It's like a Star Trek premise. You enter a room and it like provides exactly what you want. Yeah. Food wise. Wise. So. You are in a covered wagon stocked with all kinds of rare and valuable ingredients gathered from the mainland of Ysirene. Uh You are headed back into the city currently, because tomorrow is the big day. Yamnar will finally get to compete for the title of Mithril Chef. Hey, I like that it's Mithril. <laughs> so the Mithril Chef competition occurs annually. It is broadcast worldwide via Crystal Vision and uh, brings a whole lot of prestige to all the finalists. At this point, you've risen through the entire bracket, so we switched, uh, we skipped the tournament arc, and Yay. now only the finals await. So Kash is eager to see whether you can unseat the current Mithril Chef. You've been gathering resources during your two weeks of preparation, and it's finally time to return to the big city. Mm. So, as I hinted at earlier, the secret ingredient for this final contest is any winged beast. The pedestrian route would be to use chicken or duck, but you splurged and spent most of your budget obtaining royal pheasant in Yam's homeland. Mm the volcanic regions of the southeast. Royal pheasant is a delicacy favored by dukes and duchesses, and it's sure to impress. You've stashed it in a chest of refrigeration, along with some other herbs and splendid ripe vegetables. So at this point, I will ask my third, I think, and final uh, flavor question, which is how do Ez and Yam feel about the Mithril Chef competition, and what does it mean to them? I feel like Yam is definitely in the cooking. He's into it for, like, personal gratification he likes making food he likes making people smile through food which is part of why s is so like drawn to him because uh clearly because of s's dietary choices they think uh making people happy is very good but also just you know like a broader sense like damn so epic of you to have passions and not just survive day to day smiles this is wholesome smiles so i guess sort of like a chicken and egg thing is this like uh is this 
showing that Yam has already achieved this this culinary level and thus uh, will be able to achieve in greater heights and notoriety? Or is this uh, sort of a thing so that you can get more customers and thus improve your craft? Um, uh, I'm just going to say words. Um, I think for Yam, always looking for challenges and this provides a chance to challenge him, but also looking, I guess, broader. It it's like obviously yeah, it can spread his name and stuff, but just like it, 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 well, no, they call that exposure. Yes. Yeah. So you you will be getting that either way, basically, as as the finalist of this uh this tournament. Yeah, basically just trying to spread the name, but for the purposes of self improvement. Yippee! Yippee! Wahoo! So you are in Skoro's eastern plains, heading back to Zokash with a few days to spare. Uh, from your initial budget, you have about a hundred gold pieces left and you'll need at least 10 GP for various forms of transit uh, to get to the competition. So I'm mm-hmm. going to need a perception check from you. Fuck, I have to roll. Damn, where yeah, I roll? It is D&D. Oh, I don't have dice. Come on, come Uh-oh. on. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to pop open the TDC bot. Funny, see they're going to be so confused. <laughs> I mean, someone's probably, I mean, I don't know. You've, we've talked to a couple people about this, right? I told Bird that we were doing this. Uh, we were doing a Ratatouille session. <laughs> uh, cra- oh my god, I don't remember nothing about which ones to use. Because if he was free, we were probably going to do a Siren session or something. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's Wiz. I have to open up Swig's character sheet to keep track of that. I got a six. <laughs> okay. I'm dumb as hell. You are dumb as hell. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, we do have something on the on the character sheet which says uh, you can sense the presence and location of any creature within 300 feet of it. Um, yeah. So it kind of sounds like that's an automatic, like a passive perception thing. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, you can tell that there are three stationary uh, creatures ahead of you. And once they enter your blind sight range of 60 feet, you can tell that they are hiding behind trees. Uh, uh, I don't understand. Uh, no, no, not understand. I... Uh... Ooh, I'm thinking about how to portray uh, as speaking to Yam. Yeah, what kind of fucked up character voice does a brain have? I, that's what I, I'm trying to see if I can do something real messed up without ruining my voice for the night. Or the audio. <laughs> or the audio. <laughs> it's like, I kind of want to make it so it sounds like S is just whispering into everyone's like little brain. But I also, I hate, I hate whispering if you can't tell. Smile. 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 S is going to just like even if even if S is tiny tiny, it's going to start like slapping at Yam's head and go, hey, 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 three guys. There's three guys. Hey. <laughs> you want me to uh to roleplay as Yam? Because I think otherwise it's gonna be weird and one-sided. <laughs> you might as well, honestly. I kinda thought that's how this would okay. end up going, because otherwise. Just checking. I wasn't sure if you wanted to play two characters or one. (laughs) Hell no, I hate playing one character. Come on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yam says, whoa, whoa, and uh, slows the the wagon to a halt and takes a look out over the landscape. So he's going to roll as well. He rolled a 14 plus... What is that? Wisdom? Plus one. Wisdom. So it's 13. I mean 15. Thank God. So he uses his eyes and he sees that uh, they're trying to hide behind some skinny Joshua trees and having very little luck. Uh, and there are three, uh, basically black-clad uh, figures standing over there, and uh, uh, every few seconds they poke their heads out. Those, uh, uh, they're kind of, they're kind of obvious. 
at all, guys. They're, but... they're not. They're not very good at this, it seems. If we are about to get robbed, <laughs> what do you, you want to do? Hmm. Are you, are you sure? I, are you sure I can't eat the brains? Just a little. <laughs> if you could incapacitate them, that would be nice. But no, eating eating brains is is wrong. It's the same thing, isn't it? I mean, hopefully they can come back from just being knocked out for a little while. Mm. We're not too far from the nearest village. Mm. Brain damage. Brain damage. <laughs> you do have uh, uh, telepathy up to 60 feet, so you could try to talk to them if you wanted to. Te telepathy doesn't need to be words, does it? Uh, no, it could be like images or feelings or anything. Hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to give a personality to this brain on legs, and it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> mm, trying to trying to figure out kind of. I think we've I established think... that Swig could send like waves of chicken nuggets mentally. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Which was pretty pretty powerful. <laughs> I forgot about that. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> it was during one of your sword conversations. Oh, that's funny. Damn, it's been so long with, like, swing and stuff. I just always forget everything. I'm so sorry for forgetting. I miss my boys. I miss my characters. My funny TDCs. I miss, I miss the session you've worked so hard on and everyone enjoys playing. Smiles. Okay, Smiles. what do you freaking do? Um, um, because it's an aberration. How, how like, well-known could an intellect devourer even possibly be? Uh, I will tell you this. Actually, mm -hmm. make a make a nature check. Damn, I have to think about my own nature. <laughs> yes, <sighs> I think that's based on wisdom, intelligence, In wisdom, <laughs> intelligence. Apparently, okay. <laughs> Hell, damn, three. <laughs> you know that makes sense. Okay, you have no fucking idea. Uh, you think there probably aren't a lot of other brains on legs. So messed up. It's just me out here. <laughs> um, see, it's like there's like reasons people will rob, and then I have to think about what would drive them away from trying to rob some some people who have things. And it's like, threat. I want to threaten them so bad. Hurt. Okay. Uh, let's let's pause here for a second. I'm gonna check the audio just because I'm paranoid. Okay, I'm also paranoid. Smiles. Okay, audio's good. Never mind, audio's bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Guy who will always cause audio problems. You are always causing problems. But we love you for it. Yay. Okay, so you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna just transmit some bad vibes, or is there gonna be like words or images attached to this? Bad vibes. Okay, really, roll intimidation. Really... That's a There's charisma some... check. Which, surprisingly, you're plus zero. I would almost expect you to be minus, considering you're a brain on legs. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20. Holy fuck, okay. This brain is just that evil. I'm gonna roll a charisma save. Mm -hmm. It was actually damn close. I rolled a 19 plus one, so that's a dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this person's gonna be, uh, um, like, pissing themselves a little bit, but they're holding their ground. And I guess since they don't know why they suddenly feel like this, they're probably just like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, exactly. They're 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 looking around wildly, uh, trying to figure out if this is like some sort of if someone's around them. But obviously, they only see a stopped wagon. Mm. Can I threaten them with images of them being harmed? <laughs> yes. Roll another intimidation check. And is this going to yeah. be you're like sending it to all of them? Yeah, all three of those those funny guys, those funny little guys. Those funny little guys. I rolled another natty twenty. Oh my god! Okay, good job. And that sure is two nat twenties in a row. Um, I'll say that is so good. You also notice as you're doing this sort of like bombardment of bad vibes in your vicinity. You notice that there is a fourth guy uh, who is using the three guys as a distraction and is behind your cart uh, and is now skedaddling, uh, as are the other three. So they're all running away, all four of them. Yay, yay, violence and death works. Yay, violence and death. Violence and death. <laughs> actually, so Yamnar, uh watches them go, and he's like, "That was weird. Should we? Should we keep moving?" Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Smile. Okay. Transmits smile. a smile. Uh, he picks you up and kisses you a little. Oh, <laughs> that's so gross. That's so disgusting. Like, is the brain brain wet? Yeah. It's just the worst texture experience imaginable, but. Yam is the wildest guy on this entire planet. (laughs) I respect it, though, is the thing. Respect salutes him automatically. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, yeah, you you pull up to the next uh, little town with an incident. and Yam is obsessively going through your belongings um, just to make sure that you didn't, you know, forget anything, which would be any chef's worst nightmare, pulling yeah. up to a competition as important and prestigious as this. Uh, and you notice that something is missing. You are now missing your chest of refrigeration. Dun dun dun. I've got to barf. Okay, good I'm job. good. Good job. <laughs> 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 I did roll a stealth check earlier, so that's that's how that happened. That's funny. I didn't but even you, care. I was just like funny. You scared him away, and he was already carrying it. I'm sorry to say. So I'm going to kill him. You <laughs> lost your royal pheasant, uh, and <sighs> Yam is freaking out a little bit. Hmm. He's pacing back and forth with you on his head, getting a bit dizzy. Mm. And he says, "Well, shit. We need a new bird." Chicken. 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 Do you wanna do you wanna go find some chicken? Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh you ride into the village and take a look at the markets. Um roll investigation. Wow, you're making me roll so many fake dice. Yeah, Girl help. Funny. Yeah, it's funny. <coughs> Nine. Why am I so bad at it? <laughs> You have an excuse because you can't actually see. You're like doing a sort of weird sonar mapping yeah. uh, of your environment, and it only works within 60 feet anyway. Uh, yeah. Yang got a 16, and with that, he's able to notice that the poultry is conspicuously absent at all of these markets. Uh, there's still a decent stock of other proteins, but that obviously won't do for your contest. Hmm. If someone wanted to go out and just go kill a bird themselves, how would that go? You know, I think you might be onto something. I've heard tell that there's a dinosaur in these parts that's rather tasty. It's called a Quetzalcoatlus. Uh, and that's right. I'm doing a little monster hunter in this session just just for you. Smiles. Also, dinosaurs exist in this world, and it just wasn't relevant until now. <laughs> yeah, 
I like you literally just said that without any warning or anything, and I just had to sit there and listen and go, huh? So <laughs> they do mostly live in these uh, eastern plains, which you obviously haven't been to in the campaign yet. Well, but yeah, Dino times. So Quetzalcoatlus is a fucking massive bird. Awesome. Um, let me find a good and image. The bird is big. The bird is big. Bird is big. Oh, it's these things. Wow, this yeah. art is so funny of them. They look so scraggly. They do. They're kind of like the Pokemon Firo, but more reptilian. Um, and they're very neat. And they're also gigantic <laughs> and a little scary if you were real. Damn, okay, this says its wingspan reaches 36 feet. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenging hunt, but it is also your best bet for finding some poultry. Um, so you have a few options. Niam suggests that you could try and find and uh, hire a hunter, uh, hire a hunter, a hunter to hire, um, and that would eat into your remaining budget of 100 GP. But uh, you don't have anything else to buy otherwise, mm. or you could go it alone. So it's up to you. Me, the fucking brain. You are literally the brains of the operation. So messed up. I we don't. I don't think our intelligence is that different. <laughs> different. Well, yours is mm. twelve. His is ten. <laughs> Why'd you do that to him? I made him normal. <laughs> oh wait. I. I mean, like. Oh right. I forgot that is the baseline normal. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. He's not stupid. He's as stupid as Swig. <laughs> Pain. Hmm. Hmm. I don't want Yam to get in danger until before the big day. So the little brain must go by itself, I think. Because Yam should probably be working on preparing for everything else and resting and Oh wow, okay. So you're gonna do this as a solo mission. I'm literally the idea of making Yam have to go out there and look at this huge bird is making us like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um are you telling him that you're leaving or is this a stealth thing? Is this going to be a sitcom mm. situation with a comedic misunderstanding? Honesty. Okay. That's what I thought, uh, knowing that's more your speed. Um, yeah. Okay. He's strongly against this, unsurprisingly. <laughs> he says, if you're going out there, I'm, I'm going with you. What? You can't just do that. You're, you're a little brain. You're my little brain. <laughs> this is... We've created such a story, and it's killing me! <laughs> We've invented such a guy... Literally, literally, you could go and make up a guy in Twitter not right now and type all this in, and they would just be like, "What the hell are you saying?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Yam wants to go with you. What, what do you What do you do? Mm, the plan was probably for like S to like latch onto like some funny hunter or something in the area and just use them. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's still going to be you, but you're piloting a, a hunter to get close. Yeah, of course, because S is a tiny brain. Uh, even if S could, like, just, like, walk up to this thing and incapacitate it, I think it's just too much effort for something so small to move that far by itself. Okay. Uh, in that case, you and Yam, just to keep this moving along, go to the local tavern uh, to find who could help them. Uh, and the only hunter that you can find uh, in this little backwater village uh, is a half-elf. Uh, who seems very swaggerific and uh, braggadocious. One of those mm. was words. One of and those, maybe both. He's got a smooth tan skin, a wide-brimmed hat, and a comically large rifle. Lol. So that's promising. Mm. At most, probably 
bug him to make sure that like whatever the hell he got on that rifle isn't like gonna be like toxic lead even perhaps okay yeah uh you want to like read his thoughts or ask him uh i mean i i'm uh, i think I, we're probably walking in here like trying to be kind of like honest about like oh or, or maybe we're not maybe we're not i don't know maybe you're not I feel like Yam is kind of just such a normal guy that he'd feel kind of bad about uh, taking advantage of someone and just letting his little his his his, his little wet brain <laughs> and not his own, I guess, uh-huh. just someone. So I think, and I don't think Esch cares. So Yam's probably gonna be like, "Oh, I just need you to go hunt something for me, Hart." Okay. Uh, this guy introduces himself as Lucas Lone Spear. Uh, that's right, I'm adding Lucas also, lol. Oh, no. <laughs> Funny. Uh, and uh, he says that his rate is 69 gold, because it's funny. <laughs> that is such a weird... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, it's 69 gold. We can We can do that, right? I don't remember numbers. Yeah, you can do that. You have 100 gold, and it's going to take 10 to get to uh, the competition. Okay, 69 is not the worst. Okay, you pay up, and he, he smiles and says, Happy to be of service. Let's let's get the, let's get the hunt going. Let's get, let's hunt. <laughs> Thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> have you introduced yourself, or are you in hiding? Actually, this is important. S is definitely in hiding. I, I most people would not react well to seeing a tiny little brain. I think or being True. piloted by it. You would be vermin of the worst variety. Yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, at some point, Ian's gonna have to figure out a way to help me under that little hat. I yeah, guess. I think I think your uh, standard operating procedure is just hiding under Ian's comically uh, tall toque. Yep. Sitting in his greasy little hair, which he keeps nicely shampooed for you, with a neutral scent so you're not being hotboxed. <laughs> wow. True He's very love. considerate. <laughs> That's what I call love. <laughs> God. This love is, is so love, funny. I see no difference. Love is love, I see no difference. Uh, okay, so you two and Lucas uh, head back in, into the savannah and uh, start, start hunting. So that's going to be a survival check from everyone, including him. I don't think the brain's going to be good at that. I got a three. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. Uh, it's actually Yam who makes the first discovery with his roll of a 19 versus <laughs> Lucas's nine. Yam is able to find some uh, giant fucking bird droppings, uh, and he can tell that they're close, and Lucas seems kind of flustered that he wasn't sort of on his game. <laughs> Funny. Uh, so you continue scoping the area in the vicinity, and... Uh, mm you are able to start hearing some bird calls uh, which ring over the savannah and are terrifying to behold. It sounds like there are five of, or six of them, so the next question is going to be how to separate them. How to lure mm. one out. Because otherwise they're going to fucking destroy you. I mean, yeah, it's giant birds. Um, so do, do, do they, is this like a you know, funny little family of birds or is it just like a group hanging out? What's going on? Yeah, this seems to be a small flock. You're observing them from a distance now, and uh, they're chilling. It is uh, basically sundown now, and they're settling in uh, and keeping a watchful eye as usual. Hmm. Gotta, gotta lure one out, huh? And then 
you're making me think more than I ever do on a good day <laughs> for your funny session, and it's hurting my head. I'm going I love... to make you think even more. No, no, I hate thinking. No. <laughs> you're also setting a record for the most amount of times the audio clips. This is why I try to be quiet normally. No, I don't. I just say things. Always. <laughs> always. And react. And I love to react. I don't want to make actions. But as it stands, um, I guess the best way to lure a bird out is just to scare them. But these are also massive birds. That they are. Well, we kill these. Um, You have kind of a trump card uh, in, in your own tiny little package in your yep. devour intellect because they obviously as giant creatures will not have a whole lot of intelligence to speak of mm -hmm. um so you could down one easily but it's a matter of getting within 10 feet to do that yeah and also because then yeah bird does anything say i can't psychically project images into the bird you do have to be within 60 feet for telepathy so that would be a, a good stealth to get up that close yeah okay and how far away are we hiding right now uh, like 300 feet. 300 Football feet. Field. That's a safe distance. If I was to try and seek around for anything nearby, like any other sentient creatures, like, or whatever the hell. Uh, okay, you want to you wanna search your vicinity of 300 feet for other, like, animals and stuff? Yeah, yeah, other animals, basically. <clears throat> um, yeah, you'll find, like, the regular stuff, maybe some <gasps> mice and rabbits, a coyote, um, typical creatures. Hmm... Some worms and dirt and moles. Lol. I love the worms and dirt and moles. Those are, I think. Hmm. I... Hmm. Was it your, was your intent to start do like a little lady who swallowed a fly and then scale your way up through progressively larger creatures? <laughs> what? Hold on. Hold on. What? I mean, like, if you're, if you're piloting different creatures one after the other and then you just keep trading up. That would be pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, just, just hop around a bunch of little animals and then get close that way. And then yeah. make a grab a bird. In a dispendable a or expendable form. Yeah. That could work. Uh, it'll take a little more time and some uh, intelligence rolls. Yeah. And I'm also worried because it's like, what if, what if the hunter guy gets spooked and he just starts shooting something? That's also true. You haven't explained your plan of action at all. This is a, a closed circuit communication between you and Yam, who's being abnormally quiet right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I want to see. I want to see what Lucas thinks about this whole situation. Does he have any advice on the funny birds? On the funny birds, um, yeah, he could uh, set up like a snare trap or something. But these birds are so big that they uh, dwarf the. Uh, sort of scraggly joshua trees around here um so are they really called joshua trees yeah you know joshua trees they look really silly and uh i think they only grow like in this portion of california what the heck is a joshua tree well i'm glad you asked there's a joshua tree national park and i think i heard recently that they're gonna be extinct by the end of the century that sucks yeah Damn. they're really silly they're like extremely spiky i think they're from dinosaur times and they're gonna go extinct? Yeah. Oh, that's a funny tree, yeah. It is really weird. Hmm. I've seen a bunch of them. Hmm. How likely would it be for these birds to scatter if they were startled? Um, 
that depends on the form of startling. If you were to, like, copy the roar of a Tarrasque or some shit, then I think they would scatter. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that case, they would probably all scatter. Yeah. Unless one the- was, like, injured or something. Because mm. I'm curious if... Because you know how birds tend to just, like, fly everywhere if they, yeah. like, get approached? Like, or sort of like, circle in the sky? Yeah. If the hunter guy could actually manage to clip one in the wing or something, I think mm-hmm. that would work them out enough to, like, make them freak the hell out. Because I think that's how birds work. I don't remember. I don't okay. take biology. Uh, Yam asks uh, Lucas about his uh, funny rifle, and it is uh, basically a laser gun. So mm. it will be able to do that and leave just sort of a cauterated uh, wound behind. Sort of like a hole punch if you can make it through a wing. So that'll impact its flying ability and uh, will definitely leave it edible. Yeah, okay. So now that's mostly... A, how how far is the effective range on his rifle? How far can he accurately shoot? Uh, we'll say that it's uh, 6180. So you need to be a little closer, and uh, then even then you will have disadvantage. Uh, granted, he doesn't have to be super accurate since they're sort of clumped uh, together, and they're also massive targets. <laughs> so if he misses one, he might hit another. Right. Okay. So. But he did have his services, so if you wanted him to, he could go sneak up there and risk his life, and it would be funny. It would be funny. It's like, I, I'm so like... It's so funny of you to put Lucas in here. I do kind of want to just make him risk his life just because spend <laughs> gold on it. Why not? It'd be funny, I think. That's his job. Just make him die a little bit. <laughs> As a treat. Okay. As a treat. So, um... He's, he, uh, <laughs> he gets the order from Yam, who is very serious and kind of empathetic, uh, but did hire services, so Lucas gulps and uh, nods. Oh, real, quick, real quick, before yeah. he does, uh, S wants to be able to be near near to the birds because right. uh capacity. Yeah, so uh if if Yam could somehow like stealth me onto him so I can be near Okay, so it'll be a stel- uh, sleight of hand for Yam to slip him into you Lucas's pack. Yes. Okay, that's uh, 16 plus 3 so 19 sleight of hand and you are slipped into the dark and Frankly sweaty uh, backpack. Mr. Lone Spear starts sneaking up. (laughs) And rolls a good ol' seven on stealth. uh, And doesn't make it very far before he's just like on hands and knees, tripping over branches uh, and sliding down the dirt. And uh, at this point, all six of the Quetzalcoatluses are looking at him kind of disinterestedly. He's not that large. and it seems like they've already done their feeding rounds for today. But uh, they're definitely awar- aware of him if you wanted to get any closer. Do you want to do anything or do you want to see what he does next? Uh, I want to at least get started moving out of his pack and trying to like find something nearby to like attach onto and get closer. Okay, that'll be a stealth roll from you. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Having to brain body around. 14? Alright, 14. Uh, with that, you're able to scuttle out of his pack and into a sneak burrow. Uh, and it seems that you did so just in time because he starts rummaging in his pack and he pulls out uh, some sort of object uh, and he twists the top of it and gets ready to just huck it with all of his might. Do you do anything? Are you he's doing what now? He's got some sort of spherical object out of his pack and he's uh, twisted the top and seems to be priming it for something. You don't know what. 
Oh, uh, I don't. Hmm. Well, uh, I'll let him do that as I try to find something to latch onto. Oh, like a creature? Yeah, like a creature in case I want to get closer. Okay, you sense that there is a uh, large snake that is resting, uh, waiting for the night time. Uh, actually, no, I guess it would be uh, diurnal. So it is settling in for sleep, and it detects that you've entered its burrow, but it doesn't really want to go mess with you. Fair. I would also not feel like messing with a tiny little brain that crawled into my burrow if it's not bothering me. <laughs> uh, so that's what's in your immediate vicinity. Uh, meanwhile, Lucas uh, says a quick prayer, and then uh, hucks the uh, stun grenade for all he's worth. Uh, and it covers about half the distance and then uh, emits a piercing sonic uh, just blast in all directions. Uh, the birds are startled. They start fluttering and flying. Uh, okay. And in the chaos, uh, he readies his rifle for a blast. Okay. Uh, I'm going to latch onto that snake real quick. And okay. That'll be an uh, intelligence saving throw for the snake. <laughs> it got, I think, a negative number. <laughs> So you latch yourself onto the head of the snake, and uh, it uh, crawls out of the burrow and starts slithering over the desert uh, mm-hmm. in the quickly gathering dusk uh, towards the scene um, mm-hmm. where the birds are now fluttering overhead. Lucas takes aim and fires. Uh, so he's missed. The birds are in disarray. Uh, they don't really want to mess with him. Um, at this point, they don't know what he's capable of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're in a position with a with a funny snake. Uh, so that if one goes down, you can probably get over to over to it. Okay. Mm, how far off the ground are they? Damn, these birds fly. Yeah, these birds fly. I'll say they're under six feet, sixty feet off the ground. Uh, maybe more like forty. I don't know if you can do anything at that range, but there you go. Uh, let's see real quick. Hmm. Hmm. Man, it's really f- goddamn annoying. I actually probably should have done this faster so I could try and get the snake to latch on. Actually, I don't <laughs> think it could, but maybe it could. Party emoji. Never doubt the snakes. I believe in this funny snake. I believe in this funny snake. This funny snake's gonna be my best friend now. No, I'm kidding. This Aww. funny snake's probably gonna die. Yeah, frowny. <laughs> so you wanna do anything or wait for uh, Lucas's second volley? Let's see if he can do it in the second shot. Okay. That's more like it. Uh, that is a dirty 20. And uh, he clips one right through the wings as he was hoping. Uh, and it uh, cries out, squawks, and uh, tumbles to the ground uh, about 40 feet away from you. Mm, okay, let's get the snake moving. Okay. Uh, Lucas catches sight of you and says, Hey! Hey, that's my prey! And uh, he starts chasing after you as well. Oh, that's his problem. <laughs> okay, you manage to get over to the uh, the downed bird, which is flailing and uh, just making a real mess, uh, kicking up dust. Mm-hmm. Um, but with your new serpentine body, you're able to uh, dart through the smoke uh, and mm-hmm. over to it. Uh, you can make a bite attack. Uh, I think I'd be worried about that causing problems for our food quality. Okay. Um, um, I think ask, you you ask the snake if it's venomous, and it says, hey, "Kinda." Hmm. Kinda. Uh, I I don't want to make the snake waste his venom, though. It's fine. Patting it on the head mentally for being very nice, I guess. <laughs> okay, it is actually brain dead at this point. It is brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just sort of want to already like try and subjugate the bird, I think. 
Okay. In that case, it is going to be a devour intellect attack. Yep. So that'll be an intelligence saving throw for the bird. <laughs> That's a critical <laughs> fail. And uh, the bird just, like, falls limp immediately and uh, foam starts pouring out of its mouth. Uh, so you can go ahead and roll your 2d10 psychic damage. 2d10? <laughs> I'm doing damage to the bird! Yeah, it's psychic, though. It's fine. Actually, I guess I should also roll damage for the uh, the laser blast. Do I have to roll to devour the snake's brain? Uh, I guess it's your choice whether you do damage or not. For the snake, since it's a fragile creature, you did not. No. You just sort of took control of it. I don't want to kill it or hurt it. its snake brain. Yeah. So the snake you can leave undamaged, but the bird I think you're going to need to subdue anyway in order to harvest its meats. Hmm. So go ahead and roll your 2d10. I did. I got a okay. 13. My bad. Nice. Okay. This uh, this bird is not responding at all, um, but it is taking even more damage. Uh, and it is stunned, so it has effectively zero intelligence. So good job. Lucas is How not does... sure <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> um, but he can see that it's sort of like seizing up or something, so he uh, withdraws a hunting dagger. To finish the job. And he runs in there. Uh, that's a nat 20. Which I guess I probably didn't need to roll anyway. Since it's uh, completely defenseless. But uh, yeah. he manages to plunge the dagger into its heart. And deals. Uh, more than enough damage. And the Quetzalcoatlus is downed. Ooh. Yay. Yam starts jogging over. Uh, and starts preparing his, his knives. And you can sense his thoughts are... Uh, Congratulatory. He figures that you had something to do with that. Not much, but you know, I'm just you know. here. Hard. Yeah. And Lucas actually contributed. He was worth Lucas. his money. Yay! Did want to get the money's worth out of the guy who cost 69. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yep. Um, I think he starts sawing off its beak as a trophy because you won't need that. Yeah, and fair Lucas enough. Lucas the clout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might as well. Good for him. Go, Lucas. I hope you recover from being straight. <laughs> That's gonna make no sense. For more to, on like... that, check my art blog. <laughs> <laughs> At Drega Draws on Tumblr and Twitter. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you, you managed to uh, harvest a whole bunch of poultry, even more than you had of the uh, royal pheasant. Um, it is going to spoil in a few days, but it's only going to take you a few days to get back to the city anyway. Um, unless you buy another chest of refrigeration. Sell some excess, I guess, if you really don't True. need it. Okay, do you want to trade uh, your remaining 21 GP and uh, the excess meat uh, for a chest of refrigeration and having enough meat then? Yeah. Okay. You do that and part ways with Lucas and you are back uh, on, the, on the path to Zokash. Congratulations. Yay! Yay! So that's all well and good. Uh, for 8 GP, you take a ferry across the underwater kingdom of Yanaturos, uh, ruled by the Triton, who made a home in the reefs between Eucirene and the island of Zokash. The water is warm and calm here, and most importantly, safe from the monsters that lurk deeper in the sea towards the edges of the world. You've never been to the kingdom itself, but you can catch glimpses of their colorful sea farms and opulent coral houses through the choppy waves. Uh, however, there are about a dozen others on the same ferry, and you sense that Yam is growing a bit paranoid about the risk of uh, further theft. His psychic mm. aura is jittery and a bit yellow like pee. What do you do? 
Uh, very quickly do a scan of everyone here if anyone's thinking thoughts. Okay, roll insight on Moss. On Moss. 17. Nice. Yeah, you can tell that they're all uh, just visiting or are Zokash residents, so there's there's nothing to be afraid of. Um, and now the task is convincing EM of that. Mm, I try to, I just sort of send the general vibe towards EM, which is kind of nonchalance towards him, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you managed to, to soothe his, his anxiety. Wholesome. Uh, the next day, you pass the quarries that stretch deep into the earth where dwarves and similar folks excavate the raw magical mineral that eventually becomes immovable girders as an extrapolation oh. from the technology behind immovable rods. Each rod can already support up to 8,000 pounds, so it was a natural choice to scale them up. These girders are relatively cheap to make, and Zokash is located atop a rich vein of the requisite ore. Um, so this is something that I mentioned in the uh, Bird and Sophie session, uh, but not here yet, which is that most of Zokash is floating. Uh, it has three layers. Two are supported by hexagonal grids of rainbow-colored substrate held aloft by these girders. Your competition is going to take place on the top layer, where all of the most important shit is. Uh, federal offices, the temple to Bahamut, and, of course, the Sorcerer's College for Alchemy and Divination. That's so much. So That's airfare... So uh, to the top layer is 2GP, and uh, the trip is scenic but uneventful, and you are able to mm. transport your entire cart up there. So congratulations, you made it to Kitchen Stadium! Yay! Woo! Yay! Woo! We have meat! So Kitchen Stadium is an open-air coliseum, much like the one in Italy, but doused in arcane punk. Uh, it has multicolored spotlights, powerful loudspeakers, and even a flying jumbotron. Uh, a bustling crowd engulfs the front entrance, eager to become your live studio audience. Fortunately, uh, EM has cards to uh, enter through the back with your goods, and uh, just after you pull in, flapping noises direct your attention upwards, and you sense an airship coming into land. A ramp extends to the ground, and strutting down it with a silly cape is your opponent, the reigning mithril chef, actual Bobby Flay. He's literally just Bobby Flay, and he's kind of an asshole. Oh, oh, okay. So, what do you what do you know about Bobby Flay? Nothing. Hello. <laughs> so in real life, he had he had a show. He was an Iron Chef for a while, uh, and then he had a show beat down with Bobby Flay, which is where he goes around like challenging just like regular like mom and pop chefs uh, at their own best dish, and then like what? Bobby would make some sort of southwest styled grotesque variation of it and then sometimes win and make them feel bad and it sucked <laughs> and we so hated to bad. see it <laughs> cringe and also what? while researching this i found out that he is guilty of bad labor practices and three failed marriages so i need you to beat him i need you to fucking win <laughs> uh, uh, okay. okay so in today's mithril chef competition you're canceling bobby flay much on me right now just i need you to do this <laughs> okay i need you to avenge all, of the, all of the times that i thought he was eh, pretty entertaining on tv fair fair enough this is personal revenge yes against him uh so bobby gives a little more than a smug nod in your direction before barking some orders to his crew which begins oh. offloading his own top of the line gear make a perception check oh boy my my dice they roll. I got a two. 
Okay. These ingredients that uh, he is offloading appear every bit as rare as yours, though likely far more expensive. Flay is the number of sponsors adorning his chef coat, and obviously the budget to match. Mm. So, you're in the green room before the battle begins. This is Yam's first time on Crystal Vision, and he is very nervous. Uh, you obviously won't be appearing in so unless something is horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, hiding. Uh, but Yam is, is sweating bullets and sort of reciting his funny intro. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you do? What do you do to assuage him? Mm, other than of course sending general good vibes. Because of course what is a little intellect devourer with telepathy supposed to do but send vibes. <laughs> I love that. It's sort of like a mental air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think hmm. If I'm you just to sort of like, like being his, his mental hype man, you can roll like a persuasion check or something. Honestly, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the words. Mental hype, man. That's what I'm here for. Oh, I nearly typed this rollout into the wrong server. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, what do I have as a brain again? Uh, Charisma? Oh, okay, I found it. Yeah. I got 10. Your... I'm trying okay. my best out here. You're trying average. <laughs> I'm trying average. Uh, that's fair enough. I, I think he appreciates the uh, effort, and he's just going to keep sweating uh, anyway. Because, I mean, that that is how it is for, like, public speaking. You can sort of psych yourself up all you want, but it is what it is. Yeah. And it'll be better once it's over. If anything, I'm also trying my best to, like, memorize the script and stuff so I can, you know, you, you know how the directors whisper the lines yeah. to... Yeah. That's Just cute. Stuff. Yeah, and we'll be given uh, three sous chefs. In theory, you could take control of uh, one or more of them, uh, but that might require some explaining before or afterwards. Uh, so it's up to you whether you want to stay in Yam's proximity or work with one of them to try and stay, stay out of Yam's way. Um, I think if Yam's okay with it, they might, uh, S might go scuttle off into one of their, like, things. But okay. not necessarily to take over, I guess, just just in case. I don't <laughs> imagine actually that I don't, notice yeah. a thing like this. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I think it's going to be pretty hard for you to, to hide on their person. As a, we said you're like grapefruit sized, so you've, have you've got some heft. I have pockets. I had the pockets. Um, that's going to be like a nat twenty stealth roll required. I don't, <laughs> I don't see this happening. I mean, like once the competition has begun, I could see like you stealing onto someone's person, like hiding on their back or something. But oh, that later on. Oh, okay. I don't like using tenses. Uh, there's also the fact that, like, once you are in that situation, there's going to be, like, an entire audience watching. So if someone spots something off, that might cause uh, oh, unrest. Shit. I thought they would have to record this. Damn. Yeah, the camera crews are going to be focusing on Yam and Flay, obviously, but... Yeah, oh, for that reason, I think maybe... Because uh, I don't... I'm, like, I think S is very nervous about being spotted on Yam, because, like, mm -hmm. obviously... S isn't going to do anything to be, like, controlling Yam, as funny as the whole concept of this origin of being Ratatouille, <laughs> or obviously Yam doing his own thing, and S is just sort of here sometimes. Yeah, I think so. this is, like, uh, sort of a variation on Ratatouille. Um, you're partners, but you're not required to, like, work as, uh, like, Pacific Rim Drift style in order to cook yeah. a nice meal. Yam is perfectly capable of doing that on his own. It's more of, I just don't want to be Yam, I just want to be this, this messed up little guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and cause uh, mayhem. So it's up to you whether you want to uh, take over someone before this starts or uh, just sort of hide for the duration. I think hide for the duration and if necessary, I will attack someone later. 
Okay, sounds good. <laughs> sounds funny. I imagine Yam would probably also just like having us because hype, mental hype man is sitting on your head. Who doesn't want that? Come on. Yes. Okay, uh, we're going to skip ahead a bit to find you and Flay on stage with the chairman, who is uh, a little bit sweaty from doing some weird backflips for the audience's delight. Uh, <laughs> he just sort of does that. It's really weird. <laughs> okay, wait, so that video is just really how it is, huh? Yep, I'm so glad you watched that. I couldn't watch the full thing because I was in the middle of something, but I watched as much as I could. <laughs> uh, so between the three of you is a large table with a rectangular uh, metal cover, um, sort of like a cloche. And mm -hmm. the chairman uh, turns to you with a sound effect that is magically amplified. Um, cool. And he says, Chef Yemnar, your talent for estimating the tastes of your judges has already catapulted you from utter obscurity to the highest culinary echelon. But are you ready to face off against a true mithril chef? Yeah. And and Yam says like, yeah, yes, yes I am. Chairman nods and uh, turns uh, sharply to Flay and says, And reigning mithril chef Flay, Chairman, are you ready to show the small-time cook what a world-class ability looks like? And Flay grins deviously. I've been looking forward to doing exactly that. The chairman nods and looks at the crystal camera. But there's one more ingredient to this battle, our secret ingredient, the theme on which our chefs will offer their succulent variations. Uh, in reality, this is something you were informed about weeks ago in order to prepare. Uh, this part is purely for the crystal cameras and the audience. The chairman continues, today's secret ingredient is, uh, and as he snaps into a pose, the cover dramatically levitates to the ceiling, releasing a magical fog that dissipates to reveal, boat tree! Yam feigns oh. surprise badly. Uh, the mithril, <laughs> mithril chef Flay nearly smirks, and you can see why. Next to the Quetzalcoatlus you hunted is some very familiar royal pheasant. Ah, uh, S is S is mad. Uh, I think already, <laughs> just like sus. <laughs> Amogsus. 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 Um, Amogsutrid. Yeah. So, do you do you choose to do anything with this information, or? Mm, I'm You're going to. Spoiling. Can I probe? Mind. I don't remember how exactly the mental, mental, mental illness, uh, mental abilities yeah, go. Yeah, roll, roll insight. You're basically yeah, just detecting guilt or anything. I guess in him it would not just be so much guilt as smugness, huh? Because he's mm -hmm. supposed to be kind of sucks. You said sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, this bastard did it. He orchestrated the whole thing. Mm, I'm going to I'm going to give him so many bad vibes. <laughs> uh, okay, so the chairman is now finishing up the intro, and he says, So now, Zokash, with an open heart and an empty stomach, I say unto you in the words of my uncle, and there's some dramatic tension as uh, you and Flay and the chairman look at each other, A la cuisine! Uh, <laughs> I, the fact you're making a reference to a show I've never actually seen is <laughs> weird to me because it's like oh i can imagine it i've never seen it <laughs> so he does some dramatic poses with that and then steps back quickly as a uh, flay lunges forward and grabs the pheasant and returns to his half of kitchen stadium uh and yam does the same uh nearly knocking you off um ah. and he takes the crystal coatless back and begins his work um but bad vibes abound today in kitchen stadium uh and oh. it seems that chef flay's underlings still have some more trickery planned while he's uh acting goofy for the crystal cameras it seems they're 
going to get up to no good. So uh, for this segment, you can warn Yam uh, to sort of intercept stuff, but he's very busy with cooking, so he'll do better with that if you can handle this stuff yourself. Of course, yeah. So the first um, thing you notice is uh, one of the sous chefs from uh, Flay's side starts walking out of his normal path, uh, carrying a pot of boiling water and getting suspiciously close to your zone. So you can roll inside to see what he's going to do. I, I can already kind of guess, but... I don't know what to say to Red. Do I just say I'm playing goddamn Ratatouille in here? <laughs> yeah, let me just say Ratatouille. Let's both say Ratatouille. Thank you for the I, I didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> uh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I got an 11. Okay, I got yeah. an 11. It's it's not hard to tell that this guy uh, intends to water down the pan of uh, ingredients that uh, Yam has going with the accidental spill. What do you do? How close is this guy? Uh, there is going to be a point where he is within 10 feet of you because he's getting close to Yam's stove. Mm, I'm going to try and use the, the funny devour intellect to make him... <laughs> make him stupid. No. I'm stupid. Make him <laughs> you just at least... fucking knock him out. <laughs> okay, not that far because he's going to spill it all over the floor, which is annoying. But okay. I want to I try he... like just, you know when you psychically suggest something so hard they do it. Yes, just that. Uh, there is a spell a... for that. Here's here's the deal that I'll cut you. You can do devour intellect, and then as an uh, additional intelligence roll, if you do good, then uh, it'll be like a temporary effect instead of disabling this guy for like. Until he fucking gets better. Yeah, yeah, because disabling him permanently would cause more problems, I think. Yeah. Again, I mostly just want him to walk back the normal way and stop being weird. Okay. So, uh, that's going to be a intelligence save from this guy, and I need you to make a intelligence check as well on your end. To right. make it To make it normal instead of nasty. What did you get? 16. 16. I got a dirty one, two minus one. <laughs> oh my god, that's a minus one? <laughs> uh, so yeah, he uh, he starts walking over with this water, and uh, on your command, he just sort of like loosens his grip for a second and just, uh, sways in place, and then does a sharp U-turn and starts walking back the way he came, thinking that he was successful. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Noticed, right? No one noticed. Uh, and even Flay is too busy to tell what just happened. Um, a melodic, disembodied voice rings over the stadium. Fifteen minutes have elapsed. How's Yam looking? Just just okay? He's doing okay? Yam is in the fucking zone. He cannot be bothered with any of this. Um, however, you can, because you've just noticed another chef is headed to the ovens uh, and doesn't really have anything to put in there, so roll in sight. I wish I had a mouse so I could spit on these guys. <laughs> Thirteen. Okay. Uh, this guy intends to crank Yam's oven up to five hundred degrees when nobody's looking. Hmm. Okay. What a How little miscreant! This guy is about thirty feet away, as are ha, the ovens. Ha ha. Who's nearby? Uh, one of your sous chefs is in the vicinity, uh, working on something else. Um, I will say that this is something that, like, if he gets away with it, you would have some time to recover this. Right. Um, if nothing else, I want to try and like do a little bit of telepathic whispering into into the, the sous chef, just going, "Hey, can you check the ovens real quick?" Oh, you want to like make it uh, seem like his own suggestion? Yeah, yeah, like just like a little like a mental push of like maybe I should check the ovens real quick. What if it's what if it's 
temperature check, you know, you know, okay. normal like thing. That. Yeah, let's let's make that a uh, deception check for you and a charisma save for him. At four, oh no. Four, oh no. <laughs> okay. You send this message to his mind, he straightens up and then just sort of shakes his head and goes back to what he was doing. Because he's very sure that he set the oven correctly. Mm, what if he just took a little glance? What if he just took a little glance? <laughs> you want to try again? Do another deception roll? Yeah, just real quick. Okay, roll it. 19. Nice. Okay, yeah, this is like sort of a nagging anxiety at this point, and he doesn't want yeah. to mess up. So he does look up uh, and nearly flips his lid when he sees that it's at 500 degrees, and so he hustles over there and sets it back to uh, the normal value. Congratulations, you did another good one. Yay! I have 30, funny rolls. 30 minutes have elapsed. You can tell that uh, one of the other sous chefs is now muttering under his breath. Uh, roll insight. Seven. Okay, it was bad. This is one of the sous chefs on your side. Um, and you can't tell what he's up to. He might just be reciting a recipe or something. But then you see that uh, he is casting a spell, and there is a mage hand uh, coming towards the Amnar with a knife. What? Hello? Girl, hello? <laughs> Yemnar is busy cutting vegetables and can't be asked. Ugh. Okay, who's nearby? Uh, basically just you and Yam. Uh, there's this other guy who is apparently bought off or something. Who is apparently what? Like, bought off by Flay, as in he's already purchased his services to sabotage Yam. Is he close enough that I could try and eat his intellect for being annoying? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll still try to make it temporary, because again, it's one of the ants, even if he's... Okay. That's an uh, intelligence check for you and an intelligence save for me. Right. Oh, five. Well, it's a seven for me, so you were successful, but you're going to disable this guy. And honestly, I think that's fine. <laughs> uh, I can take over his body, though, right? Uh, yes, you can... Uh, let's see. That would be an intelligence contest, and you'd have to be within five feet, which you're currently within ten feet, but not five feet. Hmm. But um, you would be able to teleport, uh, basically under his own toke. Yeah. If you okay. get within five feet. Okay. Um. So does, is this guy just gonna like slump over for a little bit, real quick? Yeah, he's like falling forward onto his cutting board. Oh gosh. Uh, I wait a little bit for Yam to try and get through some of this, and then I go, "Hey, can you get me near him, please?" Heart emoji. So okay. it's a hard emoji, telepathically. Uh, since you're waiting a little bit, I think uh, the officials of the contest have also started to notice that this guy is um, slumped over, and uh, one of them is rushing over right as he managed to get a uh, Yam's attention, uh, who scoots to the side, and uh, that's going to be a intelligence contest for you. So roll intelligence, as will I. I wish the stupid thing had more intelligence, but, you know, it's good enough still. What did you roll? Okay, <laughs> well, you can see. You rolled a 12? Guess yeah. what? I rolled a negative 2. <laughs> oh, right, because you have minus. <laughs> yeah, because I have minus 5. Uh, okay. Yeah, so you managed to uh, teleport uh, on top of this guy's head, and you are now uh, piloting his body. Uh, can I try and get a quick rundown of what this guy's like as a person real quick, just in case? Uh, yeah, he's an aspiring chef in his own right, um, but he is within uh, less savory circles. Haha, <laughs> food pun. Uh, and has fallen into the into the clutches of mithril chef flay uh and his influence he's offered for uh this guy to be uh head chef at one of his many many restaurants across the world uh if he could help with this sort of sabotage mm, i think okay i think i'm going to try and get him to 
pretend it's like oh just just had a moment just felt a little like nerves i guess so, you okay. know something stupid like that <laughs> yeah sounds very embarrassing are you trying to like make this guy seem like a like a bitch no like a just like a nervous up-and-coming guy who's doing his best under like pressure for a show like this i guess okay sympathetic uh, i think that's fair not okay, necessarily that's... like bad bad the cameras get up in your face and you stammer something out about like uh oh this, this is a lot of people and uh actual ted allen who is officiating uh or commentating what? on this on this contest what? is i'm pretty sure that's his name <laughs> no it's just the fucking making just saying more guy names this is a real guy uh he was he was the commentator for iron chef and he is doing it here as well for the mithril chef competition uh and he he plays it off with a joke so Yay. it's all good Yay! And I guess now I'm just having to do the sous chef thing as him. Yes, so you can continue his own uh, duties. I think you've mm -hmm. picked up enough like culinary knowledge from shadowing Yam for long enough. Uh, you know what his biz is. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see. At this point, <laughs> I think uh, did you alert Yam to the incoming danger, or did you just tell him to like scoot to the right? I just tell him to scoot a little bit, like just just you know something happened. Don't worry about it. Smile. <laughs> Okay, he's a little worried about it uh, as these sabotages mount. Um, and in fact, I think he's getting a little bit caught up in his own head as he, he loses his flow state a little bit. Um, oh, no. Uh, and in fact, uh, when he's looking away for a fraction of a second, his sauce that he was working on catches fire and becomes unusable. You've got to oh, snap no. him out of it. It's like, what would be the best way to help someone? You can't just tell someone, hey, go, don't worry about it. That makes them worry about it. That's true. You've already fucked up in that regard a little yep. bit. I, I love I love to be bad at people. Hmm. I'm like really bad at this in real life too, so this is hurting. Being nice to people, lol. Lol. A little owned. bit, yeah. Own self own on your on your funny <laughs> podcast where I show up all the damn time. <laughs> Psychoanalyzes you on my funny podcast. Psychoanalyzes myself on your funny podcast. Fucking tears you to shreds claps and cheers yay mm, i think it's just because it's like also like i don't want them to be stuck worrying about the sabotages yeah uh but i also do love to be lying <laughs> okay do you want to roll deception and just say like everything's been fine so far it's fine you, you decide uh, what's no. beautiful i'm gonna be like oh something was up with this guy so i just wanted to try and make sure he's not slowing you down he's okay don't worry about it that is all technically true, so roll persuasion. Yep. There we go. I love to make half truth. <laughs> it doesn't I matter either no way, they're both charisma based. You I know, mean, yeah. Training Nineteen. them, but nice. Okay. Uh he's feeling reassured, uh, especially since you're still near him, even if you aren't mm -hmm. on top of his head with the reassuring weight that he's used yeah. to at this point. Um yeah. and he continues what he's doing. Good job. Hey. <laughs> People. Five minutes remaining. You have to begin plating! Ah! So Aww. at this point, uh, with Yam's plates half full, uh, the unthinkable happens. Half of your plates have begun to sprout legs, and they're walking towards the edge of the table, and it seems that this what? sabotage was planned from the start. What? Uh, if oh. they fall off of the table, it's going to take you some time to get new unenchanted plates, and you might not have enough food for all of them. What do you do? Uh, try to pick up the stinking leg things? Hello? <laughs> okay. What kind of... What kind your, of spell? With your fresh new body, you uh you hurry over and uh, start picking up these plates, which are their their legs start like wriggling in the air. 
what the hell? <laughs> I, I, here's what, I, if, I, what in the world is, uh, is someone like, is anyone looking at this right now? Um, Ted Allen is currently talking to Flay about his plating process and Flay is sort of like luxuriously pouring a, a magnificent jus over, over his pheasant. Hmm. Hmm. I feel like there's like two routes to go with this, which is try and get national goddamn attention on like what the hell is this because I don't even know what this is. <laughs> it's so, so funny. So basically it's kinda like a like a Harry Potter transformation spell or tra- transfiguration. That's it. Uh mm-hmm. where the funny plates have grown funny legs. Sort of like your funny legs. Sort of like my funny legs. I think that would make it feel worse. True. Uh I think maybe how far away is like camera crew stuff? Because I I think it'd be funny to be like, well, time to. This is, this is a big ask because you gotta you gotta have something to back it up to prove that Flay did this. Oh yeah, it's not even necessary. Like Flay, I want to point out Flay. It's just like, what the hell is this, girl? <laughs> I need I need the national audiences to see this because what is who does this? <laughs> Okay, Yam is also losing his cool. Obviously, he was in the middle of plating when this took place. Yes, and then the plates just ran off. Yeah, and now he's got a he's got his own hands full uh, capturing the other two plates. So in total, right. there are four that are misbehaving. Ugh, ugh, how messed up would it be to just cut the legs off too? I think that might be what you have to do, but it's up to you. Okay, first I would like to try and see if I'm close. If I can telepathically nudge any of like the camera crew to make them like just glance over see what what uh yams up to and then see the goddamn legs <laughs> okay um i don't think that's even a check i think you can just like sort of message them like hey what's going on with yams side and uh one of them swings their crystal camera over uh yeah. and sees what the fuck is going on here and with these dangling baby legs off the plates uh and <laughs> Ted Allen has suddenly lost interest in a conversation with Flay and is hustling over to capture what the hell is going on here. And Flay scowls. Um, what do you do? Uh, I don't even know if I necessarily have to do anything specific. I'm just going to be like, yeah, uh, the plate suddenly sprouted legs in the middle of us plating. Isn't that messed up? Yeah, That's Ted what... Allen is like, that is so wacky. Did you intend this as some sort of advanced plating? Like it would march up to the judges? That's pretty cool. Very unique. Very unique. That's <laughs> so funny. It's and then uh hmm. I, I what I'm thinking of is like should we if proving it's like because we can't control the legs, we can't control. No, their yeah, you're pretty mind. sure that they're just not gonna stop. They're just baby legs, and they all they know how to do is go. <laughs> Damn, the baby legs don't have intelligence. I could steal. <laughs> no, this is sort of like a enchanted object, not a proper creature. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think they're just, I think, trying to play it up of, like, just turn him and go, like, no, I don't, hmm, I don't know about this. I don't think any of us have played it, because I don't, probably Yam doesn't really have, like, magic practice, right? And none of the sous chefs would. Yeah, um, the sous chef, I think, one of yours on your side does a run up with a cleaver and is ready to do what has to be done. Yeah, I think we're just gonna be like, I, we didn't expect this. This isn't something's gone wrong, and I, we don't know what it is. And then just sort of like play it up as like, this is something. This, you know, I mean, for one thing, that's already weird. But yeah. play it up further as like, hmm, I don't, I don't like, I don't like this. this is, I guess just to the cameras, and then. T- okay, 
I think as you're trying to, to make this plea, uh, Flay quip, uh, sort of pops up with a with a little quip. The snarky is like, "Wow, yeah. I guess the rookie doesn't know how to find the regular plates in Kitchen Stadium." I think I'm just gonna. I think honestly, I think I don't. I, this is this is just pure like instincts of like, what kind of what kind of place has plates with legs that run forever? What kind? Who does this? You good? <laughs> <laughs> Not actually, like exactly like that. Just like uh, what? <laughs> actually, at this point, Flay unbuttons his jacket and reveals uh, a shirt with the name of one of his new restaurants that is like a conveyor belt sushi kind of place, which uses Best precisely call. this technology to move <laughs> the ah. food around to the customers. This was a marketing ploy all along. This Fuck was you, a Flay. Marketing ploy. <laughs> That's also actually a reference. I think, uh, I, I don't remember the specifics, <laughs> but on his Wikipedia page, I'm pretty sure, like, Flay uh, ripped off his jacket and revealed a shirt that said, like, Flay's last Iron Chef battle or something. Which is not something Excuse that he me? told the producers about in advance, which is very funny. You are making this man so miserable. I, feel, I can't keep up. Hello? <laughs> Just another fun Flay fact for you. Just another fun Flay fact. <laughs> You're making a reference to an actual thing that happened. Uh, okay. So anyway, that was a fucking catastrophe, but uh, I think... Hope that guy um, fucking controls his own stupid plate legs better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one of Flay's two chefs actually comes over and like hits a button on the bottom of the plates that deactivates them and the legs retract back into Why the Why would they have buttons? Hello? You know, technology. No! No, why? You're saying things. You're just saying. I'm gonna kill you. This is the way of the future. Robot plates. I can't do this. Boston Dynamics, get on it. Boston Dynamics, get on it. You have to have stupid retractable legs. It's better than cop dogs. It's better than cop dogs. Yeah, it's so true. And the you know, Boston Dynamics, you have to put your stupid leg technology into some goddamn plates so they don't spill. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you know what? This is the future. Let's go. Something, something Parkinson's. I don't know. It I could help. Know. It could help. What if it could lay it on its fucking feet? Amy, congratulations. Uh, Thanks. With the, with the body the of the sous chef, you've managed to salvage the situation. A little bit. A little bit. Yam is reassured and finishes plating, and time is called. You did Yay. it. It's over. Yay. I just stood here. Now it's time for the judging. Iron Chef... Do they really do? Do they really just not? Not what? I don't know. I'm trying to find words. Um, if I'm chef, when they in secret ingredient, do they really? They have a tell secret ingredient. Beforehand? Uh, yeah, that's actually one of the. So I, I changed some things, but that's still one of them. Yeah. Um, obviously, a lot of it is played up for drama. I think they have to film the part where they reveal the secret ingredient like five times, which is really funny. 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 Um. But yeah, if you if you go to the Iron Chef Wikipedia page like I did, they have all of the insider goss uh, as far as like oh. how it gets made, what the chefs are aware of, the fact that they have, like forty five minutes to prepare uh, and like plan out with their sous chefs a plan of mm. attack. Okay. Um, there's also some stuff I've simplified to like the actual show. Uh, you have to submit uh, like an appetizer within the first twenty minutes to the judges, uh, and also there are four other courses, uh, and this has kind of been dumbed down to one. Which an hour is pretty long for a big competition like this, but whatever. Neat. I was just curious. Thank you. That's a lot of funny info, honestly. No problem. I watched Food Network for years, and by God, I'm going to do something productive with it. Yeah, that's fair. 
I watched a lot of Food Network with my sister, which is how I even came to watch a lot of the other shows in the first place. I just don't remember yeah. if I've actually watched Iron Chef. <laughs> That's the kind of thing where, like, maybe you've just, like, caught half of an episode if you, like, turned yeah. on a TV in a hotel or something, but yeah. Yeah, probably. Anyway, a klaxon rings, uh, and an automated voice calls out to the stadium, Battle poultry has concluded. Please step away from your dishes. And the crew dutifully takes away Yam's plates, now deactivated, to be kept warm elsewhere, magically. Um, the chairman introduces the three judges to the audience. Uh, there are two dragonborn and a triton. The first with green scales is the chancellor of Zokash. Uh, the second with golden scales is the head priestess of Bahamut. And the triton is a guest judge, uh, a commander hailing from Yanatoros. He says the uh, rather basic secret ingredient was his choice and that he's looking forward to seeing the best that land-based cuisine has to offer. So uh, Flay's dash, uh, dish is presented to the judges. Uh, it is braised yeah. royal pheasant with chanterelles, scalloped potatoes, and a white wine sauce. Uh, he lavishly details the origins of each component. Sauvignon Blanc from the farmlands that will later become Jeque, mushrooms from Sandrax, and, of course, royal pheasant from the southeast. He jokes that he sourced this meat specifically to put Chef Yamnar at home and make it a fair contest, uh, to which the judges politely applaud, and you can sense a burning rage from Yam. I'm I'm, I'm going to send Flay bad vibes immediately. <laughs> <laughs> okay, unfortunately he's finished presenting, but he, uh, his face contorts slightly uh, with the unpleasant, stinky vibes. Good, that's enough. Uh, and then, uh, after they've finished giving their compliments uh, and some mild criticism that seems pretty uh, toothless, Yam steps mm -hmm. up to present his dishes. The chairman says, Chef Yam, please tell us what your approach was for today's secret ingredient. Yam opens his mouth and completely freezes up. Um, you suspect sabotage, but it is mere stage fright, and you're going to have yeah. to present this yourself. What did he cook, and how do you spin it into a narrative? Oh, you're trying to oh, you're trying to make me decide about the dish, huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know dishes either. You realize this, right? You I realize mean, this from the fact that I eat instant <laughs> ramen all the time, right? <laughs> I think that's funny. Uh, we could we could just say that this is like a gourmet version of your chicken and waffles since we established that earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like, I think Yam would probably have wanted to try something a little bit different, just because you know he can't be like one note. Mm -hmm. However. I'm also really blanking on what other dishes there are involving poultry that are in the yeah. same, like... It is already kind of a spin in the fact that you're using uh, Quetzalcoatlus instead of, like, chicken or something, or duck, or pheasant. Yeah. Um, damn, maybe you should have told me about this beforehand so I could have figured out a plan of attack, huh? <laughs> That's true, I could have done that. Oops. <laughs> it's okay, just, like, hmm... Do you want to do some on-air research? Yeah, I'm doing on-air research already. Dishes? I'm already doing on-air research. I literally started doing that already. Okay, lol. Let lol. me know what you come up with. Take your time. Okay. Smiles. God, you're making you're making me work. Yeah, it's funny. I've watched enough Food Network that I'm also just going like, well, how would the different qualities of the freaking bird affect this too? Because it's probably closer to something like duck or whatever, right? Uh, it's probably closer to something like reptilian. I don't know what like sort of meat. like gator. <laughs> I've, I've had yeah. gator. It's pretty it good. Is, it is going to be like sort of a gamey uh, like hybrid between uh, something like pheasant and something like gator or snake. Mm. Oh, okay. I think then it's probably just going to have to be like 
also like a dressed up dish because again i think ian would have wanted to show that he can do more than just his caliber mm-hmm. he got he got a skill but oh my god cooking's not my thing yeah i guess we could start with like what sort of flavor uh profile are you going for like salty spicy um savory oily these are all flavors that are i think in most in most dishes this is true all of the above Mm -hmm. you could make a funny fried chicken sandwich (laughs) (laughs) win the chicken sandwich wars Ah, yes, this is the Popeye spicy chicken sandwich, but, like, (laughs) epic, epic. God, so sorry for saying that on air. (laughs) But with a dino. With a dinosaur, and it's styled like gourmet. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I guess a gourmet chicken sandwich is inherently so funny. (laughs) That's true. Uh, I think if you, like, manage to make some sort of, like, quick bread during the hour, that's already pretty impressive. Um, Especially if you can make some sort of, like, savory, uh, spicy sauce with it. Yeah. And top it with some fancy greens. Yeah, that's... Actually, making bread in an hour is so insane. Yeah. What kind of side would you put with it? Something potato-based? Potato-based or, like, something for color's sake, you know? Yeah, yeah. Greens. Maybe a chutney, that's a fancy word. Oh my god, you saying words. Yeah. Yeah, I think a chutney would sound right. I guess. Damn. You just know words. It's so weird to me. Sometimes. Actually I think I was thinking of something else. I don't know why. Uh this is a, a chutney is a spicy condiment. I thought of it more as like cute vegetables in a sauce. Oh. Now I'm confused. Hmm. No, I'm confused. Um <laughs> if anything, I guess like I don't even know what people make on these shows anymore. It's been years. Yeah, I mean, I I watched an episode of Iron Chef in preparation for this, and it was kind of just bullshit. (laughs) Ah, so that's how it worked out, huh? Yeah. Well, the one that I watched was uh, a battle clam, and the things that they did with clams are frankly kind of unholy. Mm. Chef Zakarian made a a clam flan, which is terrifying. A caramel clam. Oh, hello! Hello? Even the judges are like, I don't want to fucking eat this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one, no one in but, their right mind would. Hello. But then they did, and they were like, "This is actually really good. I don't want it again, though." <laughs> I don't want it again, though. That's so funny. <laughs> and and Karen was like, "Yeah, I understand." <laughs> oh my god! Wow, we got really so basically you could just sort of fucking do whatever. Is is what I get from it yeah i mean so long as it's yeah yeah the point is what you made is is swaggy and epic and poggy and the judges will like it so they could just have an epic goddamn sandwich yeah world's most epic sandwich right there okay you explain the world's most epic sandwich through yam's mouth uh Uh, voluntarily gives you access since he's frozen (laughs) haha access sorry (laughs) i hate you sometimes (laughs) <laughs> for a moment, anyway. I thought you just going to gloss over it <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to skip forward to the outcome uh, the judges have finished judging fried freaking chicken fried freaking chicken fried freaking quetzalcoatlus they put it in perfectly portioned in between some goddamn bread some bread um, some spicy sauce some arugula 
Oh yeah, you know they got the spicy sauce, spicy ranch, or whatever the hell. What do they? What do they put in those sandwiches? Uh, there's a lot of different options for for a sandwich like that. I feel like you could basically go with any condiment, and it would work. Every condiment at once. That would oh, work. Oh no, that would not no. work. <laughs> We're going to start a food discourse inadvertently. I'm ending it right now. You're you're about to find out the verdict. So you, you and uh, you and Flay and the chairman are standing in the middle again, and uh, the chairman says his speech. Today, two chefs met and battled poultry in Kitchen Stadium. Chef Yamnar, Mithril Chef Flay. Flay is clenching his jaw. He obviously didn't expect it to be this close. Uh, Yam sweats profusely as well. The judges have spoken, and the winner is Chef Yamnar. Yay! The crowd cheers. That's S is increasingly wild brain cheering. Yeah. Uh, Yam is ecstatic. Uh, Flay, on the other hand, throws his toke to the ground and stomps it petulantly uh, before remembering himself and laughing it off. Uh, He bears his shirt once more to the audience, uh, advertising his new restaurant. And as soon as the cameras are off him, he glares daggers at the staff who are already backing away and trying to hide themselves. Hmm. I'm going to send him more bad vibes. <laughs> okay. I'm, going to, I'm going to make him feel so evil for being <laughs> bad at this. Roll intimidation. I like this. Punish I have him. to. I have to kick him while he's down. Sixteen. Devour his fucking intellect. Okay. No, I can't do that. Heartbreak. <laughs> Unfortunately, his ego is a little stronger, but he's gonna carry this loss with him. He's not fucking happy. About losing after all of the shit that he pulled. I'm going to mentally spit on him. As you should. I, I'm i pretty sure they, uh, there's a table of Iron Chef statistics as well on the Wikipedia page. And I'm pretty sure he's done the most battles and also has like a ridiculously high win rate. It's like almost 75%. I spit on him. I spit. <laughs> mentally. Mentally. Okay, you fill Parody. his brain with brain goo. Mentally. Mentally. Parody. Parody. We find the two of you again a few hours later, with Yam's cart parked at the edge of Zokash's top layer, looking out over you see Renee as the sun sets. Uh, you can't see it yourself, obviously, but Yam is sharing the view telepathically, and it is truly spectacular. Uh, he is cradling you in his lap, and he says, I don't know what all went down in Kitchen Stadium, but I'm damn glad you were by my side. Thank you so much, Ez. <laughs> you make brain sounds brain sounds i'm so good at this i'm so good at this so yam is just happy that it's over and that you're both safe uh becoming mithril chef will definitely help your restaurant stand out and starting tomorrow it is back to business as usual um but for tonight he's gonna leave the cart uh parked here and he's gonna pass out hard uh he's utterly drained and it's not long before you have joined him yay 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 Yay! And I've got a nice little epilogue to read. When you dream, as always, it is of your arrival to this world. It is midnight in the deepest bowels of the Zokash Interdimensional Research Institute, Ziri for short. A laboratory shielded by four levels of security and just as many nested walls of enchanted orichalcum. Gauges, spectrometers, and planar viewports rest unused and offline. Their standby lights provide the only illumination. All is quiet. Then, a hum. A dull buzzing, an arcane glow emanating from the testing stage where the prototype gateway makes its premature debut. 
This technology has become a spatiotemporal lightning rod, an inadvertent homie beacon for an arrival from beyond. A rift swirls into being and a man barrels through, crashing into a desk, sending blueprints and sheaves of paper fluttering. The man has no name, not yet, though he will choose one later. Nor does he take note of the verminous aberration which crawled through behind him. The man's head pokes out of the displaced documents, his countenance now oddly placid and pliant, and he staggers back to the rift. One leg steps through to the original side, then, through a Herculean force of will, stomps back into the lab. His face contorts with determination. He roars and his hands glow as they seize the edges of the rift and begin to wrench it shut. He seems surprised at their efficacy, but relieved. The rift loses structural cohesion and collapses, as does the man. Nearby, the creature convulses from the psychic strain as all connection is severed to its kind. But it survives, and climbs wearily to the man's side, surveying him. The man's chest heaves, as though his exertion had lasted weeks instead of seconds. His breathing calms, his fear melts into uncontrollable giddy relief, and his laughter escalates to an echoing bellow until he notices the creature. The man climbs to his knees and scoops it up, addressing it with a voice weakened from years of disuse. You felt it too, didn't you? This quietude I've yearned for. You and I, <laughs> we are free. He takes a deep breath and sets the creature back on the ground. This world is yours to explore and experience. Do what you will, as will I. And then, in a dark flash, the man vanishes. Hours later, you would be found by a dragonborn clad in black and a satyr clad in nothing. They were alarmed by the mess, but too concerned with keeping their jobs to document the incursion. They blamed you, naturally, chalked it up to a planar breach, and chewed you outside into the bustling streets of Zokesh, and you began living. The end. What? Who is this guy? Who, Who is, is this guy? guy? I wonder. Hmm. Hello? Who's this Did you just guy? make a plot-relevant guy? Did I just make a guy? Did you just make a guy? Hello? Did I create a brand new guy? You just made up a new guy? For what? And for what? And for why? what? And for what? <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed Ratatouille session. Ratatouille was funny. The dragonborn and the satyr are, uh, let's see, that's Sophie's and Bird's characters, respectively. Huh. And I exist? And you exist? I exist? I'm real? I'm goddamn alive? <laughs> so yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was nice to uh, shake off the rust for DMing. You're very good DM. Smiles, cries. Scrambles on top of you so I can sit there. Shits and farts. (laughs) Cleans it up. Edits the episode. Edits the episode. (laughs) Okay. Anything else? I guess uh, uh, Ez will probably return at some point. In some form or another. (laughs) It'll be funny. So funny. So funny. This wacky joke character will return. <laughs> Ratatouille will return in Avengers Ratatouille Endgame. Ratatouille Okay. That's it. Go home. Oh no, no. It clings on to you. It clings on to you. Shakes loose like a, like a strange brain creature. Oh, falls on the ground and gets brain damage from being an exposed brain. That's the last time you're going to clip my audio. Oh, no. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> how many times have I clipped the audio already? God, I don't fucking know. A lot. Uh, as usual. How do, you, how do you edit me? How do you make me stop? 
I just turned on the volume for segments and it takes a long time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's worth it for a funny podcast. With my funny well, friends. Well, sobs, cries. Okay, I love you, so- bye. Bye. Bless you, your mom. Yeah, your mom lol. Your mom lol. Your your mom lol. <laughs>